Hey, what's up, everybody? Content Cube, episode 17. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosier. I'm Zach Holstein. And, you know, several hours of technical difficulty leading up to this, but we're doing it, folks. Uh, late night recording. Uh, and, you know, we'll get... I, I hope y'all watched uh, the, the hit film, Her. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, we're going to open with... What, what have you guys been doing during these... Uh, the week three of the Content Cube quarantine saga. Um, I wrote an article. Yeah, how, then, how, what kind? Uh, <laughs> the good kind. Uh, my favorite. I, yeah, uh, I wrote an article about my favorite uh, superhero movie villains. And, like, I know what you're thinking. Uh, Zach, why are you writing articles? MUTV's done. Everyone's home. No one's at Mizzou. Um... I get, at the time when I wanted to write this article, uh, I was I was doing it with the thought that I would be applying for some internships this summer, uh, where I could plug the MUTV website with like things that I did. So it'd be cool to have another professional looking article on there. It's not looking good on the internship side of things. No, um, no. But uh, I had already committed myself to writing the article, and I had fun writing the article. The not fun part was like having to park. Uh, at the Mizzou Student Center parking lot for four hours and like put it together because you have to be on Tiger Wi-Fi to post on the MUTV website. Yeah, that's um, pretty fucked up. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the final the final result was fun, you know. So yeah, that was that's what I did Zach, this week. Also worked a bit at a golf course. And, where can people uh, read that? Uh, they can read it at mutv.missouri.edu. And then you go to the entertainment section, and then there will be some articles. Beautiful. Zach, some listeners might be confused. Did you edit and write? How, how much of the article did you write in that four hours? Because posting it technically shouldn't take four hours long. Oh, buddy, you'd be surprised. Uh, <laughs> you gotta get <laughs> you got to get pictures and GIFs and, like, caption them and format it all in a certain way. And that uh, all has to happen on the Mizzou Wi-Fi? Yeah, you can't start formatting it until you're on MUTV, the website, because it like reformats everything when you copy and paste it anyway. Oof. So I kind of had to start from scratch. Pretty much all I could do was uh, like get the pictures, even though I, uh, and then write the article. Yeah, so that's that's, that's what I did. But then I just put it all in and format it. Yep. Well, that's what I did for one day, and then. Um, yeah, besides that, just been chilling and putting off school stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still on that uh, Animal Crossing grind. Uh, don't have much to say about that. Still playing it daily. Uh, J- you know, I, it's progressing nicely, my little island. Jake, how, how's your Animal Crossing been going? Um, I, I still love the game. The game is still freaking fantastic. Um, probably not as progressing as other people's are. As I'm not like, I mean, I'm happy with my progress, but I don't think I've put in as much time as other people. Um, I'm already kind of sad because today was the first day back. Um, we recorded this when you're listening to that. Oh, I guess I don't know when you're listening. Monday, the Monday, March 30th. Um, the first day school started back up kind of. So I had to do a lot of school stuff today and I didn't get to play. So I'm already kind of sad at what my town's going to look like in the future. But uh, playing last week was fun. Um, I got my town hall built. I got my three town members moved in. And I kind of finally reached the point where you're you, you're kind of got free, free reign and you can do whatever you want. 
Um, so I'm excited to play more, but kind of sad that my playtime is going to decrease. Yeah, I, I've always kind of been under like the uh, all you really need is like 30 minutes a day rule. So I, but I, I've been going harder than past Animal Crossings, but uh, you know that's been fun. Uh, just you know, gambling all my money on the turnips and stuff. <laughs> I, I that, did that's it. All I, I didn't know the what? stock market was only available from 12, like noon and earlier. So I got up yesterday at like 11 and then I read, I read my group chat after I had breakfast. I was like, Oh, I was like, I have like 10 minutes to do that. And I missed out. So that was sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got next Sunday as well. Uh, I've been doing that. Uh, my animal crossing 2ds. Uh, I ordered that for some reason. I think it's my last, uh, 3ds purchase. <laughs> I've been playing bravely default on it. Um, getting ready for that's a, that's a fucking rpg or whatever too. yeah zach zach you tell me yep zach let's say there's a game called bravely default and then they make a sequel to it called bravely second right right what would you assume the third would be called uh bravely third no, it's Bravely Default 2 that's the third game and <laughs> it, it pisses me off really pisses me <laughs> off because it'd be different if the second one was called, like, Bravely Justice or whatever. Because I guess it's, like, the same set of characters, so it's, like, a follow-up to that. Mm-hmm. But they've already incorporated the number two into their naming convention, so it does it does kind of... rubs me the wrong way that they are going back to the number two for the third game. Just a little but bit. it's whatever, whatever. You know, we'll just, you know, I'll just live with that. Uh, that's been fine, I guess. Uh, there's a lot of, like, Street Pass shit in it that I'll never be able to utilize. Uh, just because no one uses 3DSs anymore. <laughs> And I'll no, I will no longer be bumping into people on the street at all because you can't leave your house. Uh, so that that's out of the picture. Uh, those are kind of the only games I've been playing. Um, uh, while we're talking about, about games, it. the only other game I really played um, over the spring break, I got back into Mario Tennis Aces. What a great game! Um, the core, yeah. <laughs> the, the core tennis. Me- I mean, the story mode. I beat it last summer. It wasn't great, but the core tennis mechanics are phenomenal. I played tennis in high school. And I was playing uh, doubles with my, not real life doubles, Mario Tennis doubles with my other friend who I played doubles with in real life. And the tennis mechanics are so true to real life that we replicated the exact same way we played in real life. He took the net and I played back because I can't play at the net and he's much better at the net. So it was, it kind of solidified that this game is fantastic and deserved more love than it got. It's a really fun game if you have people to play it with. Yeah. Speaking um, of Mario, ooh, yeah, ooh, <laughs> you wanna, you, who wants to take this one? Because I probably don't know much about it besides oh, the headline. Oh, it's the rumors. Oh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll talk about it. Um, today, um, it was announced by I think it was called Video Game Chronicle. Uh, he and some dude leaked that this is going to be for the 35th anniversary, where we get a bunch of remaster of old Mario games, and then. Eurogamer basically came out and confirmed. They said, yeah, it's going to be Super Mario 64 and Galaxy. And then the dude quote tweeted and said, well, since they revealed it, I guess I'll confirm that. And then more and more uh, online video game uh, people hopped on and were like, oh, I've also 3D World is confirmed and also Sunshine is confirmed. So it sounds like we're getting at least like four old 3D Mario remasters and a new Paper Mario. I, this sounds like one of those, like, fucking 4chan leaks or whatever. I, I guess it's more credible, but it just seems too good to be true, I, I, I guess. I, I, agree. I mean, here's my question. You guys um, like. Did you, so you said Mario Galaxy. 
Um, I did play that one back on my Wii back in the day. One of the few full story games on Wii I beat. Yeah. I mean, if you call it a story game. I mean, full <laughs> campaigns, not multiplayer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that I, like, actually played a full story for, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, beat the game. Um, I never played the second one, and I heard that one was better. It would be really cool if I could... I would definitely get the second one if that was, like, remastered for the it, Switch. If this is happening, I'd imagine... Those two would maybe be in a package together. I don't. Th- I don't know. To touch on what Brian said, the reason I think the re- and normally I would agree that this is too good to be true, but it's it's more like the four chain leaks are pretty obvious. But this one, I saw six to seven like ver not I guess verified on Twitter people who work for pretty big name websites yeah. say like yeah I've heard this like I, I I pretty much believe this is true and the reason that I'm I I believe it is I was thinking about today is like why the 35th anniversary well this is the only relevant anniversary the switch is going to get in five years they'll most likely moved on to the switch 2 or switch pro or whatever situation they're in um and I don't think Zelda's ready and I don't think Metroid's ready so they don't really have anything new for the rest of the year. So this would be the chance because they're eventually going to put these these remasters on, whether it's this year or the next three years. They're going to come out eventually. Maybe they are trying to do some cool marketing campaign for the 35th. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what they do with Sunshine because it has such a weird control yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, like, not only did... I So the GameCube controller, it had pressure-sensitive triggers so you could push down like a regular trigger and then it would click a second time mm-hmm. and that was very critical of super mario sunshine um and then not only do the switch triggers they don't like have any throw they just click so like they don't even have like a, a throttle kind of it's just a singular button so i'm very curious how that works um i you know the rumor that they're making a new paper mario just just fucking stop. Give up. <laughs> just make that. Just re-release Thousand Year Door. They have proven three times in a row that they've been incapable of making a good Paper Mario game after Thousand Year Door. Literally, just fucking. It makes me so mad, Jake. I because it, it's because it, it has such potential, and they just they just can't seem to make one that's uh, good. The only um, Paper so I'd Mario, like them to stop, please. The only Paper Mario I've played is the 3DS one, um, and it was fine. Um, it's, but yeah, yeah I, I've, I've heard from all the Paper Mario fans that that really is the great one. And with the remakes that are rumored, they might as well just remake that one and not make a new one. Yeah, like, Jake, they've definitely achieved fine. I take it back. The games have been uh, fine uh, since <laughs> Thousand Year Door. But, you know, I guess, I guess none of them have been uh, one of the most uh, incredible, influential RPGs of all time. I guess they haven't achieved uh, anything past fine. Yeah. I-, I liked Super Paper Mario, but it wasn't really... It wasn't really a. It wasn't really an RPG. Yeah. Uh, they just haven't been able to make a good one, so I'd like them to just give up on the notion entirely, <laughs> and just re- like I literally just want them to give up, like just stop trying. Well, Mister uh, Nintendo, you heard, you heard it here first. Re-release Thousand Year Door, do that one. <laughs> but yeah, I do hope to see these. I would like to play uh, Super Mario Galaxy in uh, that 1080p, baby. Yeah. Let's see it. You know, I- I'd like to see that. Uh, I know some people don't love it, but I'm most excited to play the 3D World uh, Deluxe Edition, which I even if this rumor is false, I think is will still come out. Um, I loved 3D Land on my 3DS, and I heard 3D World is better. So I don't think it's very good for some reason. Oh, that's uh, sad. But I'll, most most other people think it's good. So I mean, <laughs> I, I'd uh... say. 
Was I'd Mario sixty four an option? Yeah. No. Yeah. I yeah. That's one of the things. Wow, I'm in. I played that <laughs> one back on. I played that one back like on the sixty four that I have. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. For some reason, I it's absolutely beyond me where it went. No one would have sold it. Uh, I don't think anyone in my house would have sold it. Um, the only like classic game that we sold was Ocarina of Time, uh. and that was done by one of my brothers without the input of the other brother. Um, and that's that been a, a source of family contempt for years. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, I know my Mario Kart and Mario Party, or I say my, it wasn't mine, it was my brother's, but their Mario Kart and Mario Parties broke. But I don't know what happened to Mario 64. We had all of them, uh, like all those classics for the 64, and now the only one that really works is uh, James Bond, Goldeneye, and Sm- the original Smash Bros. Yeah, I would do one. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah really I, I, I can't find any of my old games because I'm such a shithead and just lose them, uh, which sucks. Um, um, Relating to you know, old, old games, the day I got home, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, I had to help my dad move a bunch of cabinets so he could put all his comic books in them. And while he had to do that, we had to move the PS2 and N64 and Wii um, into different cabinets. And we, I learned, unfortunately, at some point we sold Klonoa 2 on PS2, which is one of my favorite games ever. And I was, I was uh, sad to see that go. <laughs> so, Zach, earlier yes. you teased to me. You said, I've been playing a video game, and it's, uh, it's very obvious what it is if you, just thought of, if you just thought about it, Brian. And, Zach, I've been thinking. I don't know what it is. Can I, oh, it's, can uh, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I'll let Jake take a guess. Uh, it's I'm pretty obvious specific to me. You've been pl- – oh, okay. Um, th- this is just a thing I expected. Are you playing it with friends? Uh, I, I, I played a bit with a friend, but, I mean, I'm playing mostly by myself. You've been playing Call of Duty Warzone. Nope. Oh, that's can what I, I thought my it was. Guess? Yes. Can I do my guess? Yep. Uh, the the Predator demo. No, I couldn't figure that out. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to download it, Brian. Um, John didn't like it, and I couldn't get into a game. So, you know, <laughs> maybe don't Damn. stress too much about that. Um, what, no, uh, I just uh, I cracked and I bought uh, MLB The Show. Oh, <laughs> oh baseball. Baseball. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't go without it. I needed it in my life. How is it? It's uh, it's you know, it's pretty much the same game as the year before, except with better <laughs> graphics and updated rosters. Uh, that's all I need, though. Um, Love to hear. <laughs> it. How's that Just update, you? update the rosters, make everyone look a little bit better, and uh, everything should should go fine. How's it treating you? Uh, it's it it's already kind of making me sick. Uh, like all of those games eventually do, not because like oh I'm sick of it. It's just I play it so much in such a short period oh. of time. That like I feel like I feel myself deteriorating. Yeah, I know that feeling. It's just mental. <laughs> mentally, I can't do it. I need it. I need it. But I know exact exactly what I'm doing. The second we finish this this podcast, I'm gonna go back to my franchise that I started. Nice. And I'm gonna win the World Series. That's what I'm gonna do. I but, assume you know, with just, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. I made some trades. I made some alterations <laughs> to the roster. Do you do the thing? Really where, good, though. Do you turn the trades where every single trade goes through, so your team is just no, jacked? no, no, no. I, I keep it. I, I keep it realistic. <laughs> it's no, it's no fun if I do that. That's what I used to. I mean, do. he needs the realism now. That's what I, that's what I used to play NBA. I think it's two K twelve on the PS three. I would just turn the trade thing. You'd let any trade through, so I basically have every single player on my team. It was great. 
Like the Golden State Warriors, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I have a question about baseball rules. Oh, okay. I can I can probably answer that. Do you, so a trade is it literally a trade? Like, do you literally need to trade a player? Uh, I mean, you can trade salary. Like, you okay. can trade money. Like, you can say, oh, I'll, I mean, that's usually for a smaller player though. Like, oh, this player was traded to bl- like blank team for cash considerations, but that's usually like a smaller player who doesn't do much. But like, uh. Yeah, most of the time it's players for players, prospects for like proven players, you know, build for so the future, give theoretically, up the, the present type stuff. Jake, there's a question for you about MLB the show rules. Okay. So fantasy baseball rules, fake baseball rules. Could you theoretically take all the players from another team? And put them on your own? Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. you said every trade goes through. So could they theoretically be left without a team? Without a team, Could I they don't ever go- no in the game no because they'll always have minor leaguers. They'll just bring up. Yeah, you, okay. you always. I th- yeah, I don't. They'll I don't be know left they'd with a very that. bad team, but oh yeah, oh I can make a pretty bad team. All right, yeah, but that's no okay. fun. Um, can I run through all the things I've watched in the last week <laughs> really quickly? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, go I'm, off. If you guys have any questions or comments, um, feel free to make them because I'm going to just move through them really quickly. Um, Westworld Season 3, I've watched the new twoest episodes. This show's kind of back on track. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. It's en- enjoyable. Um, I'm interested to see if they can stick the landing for seven more episodes. But right now, I'm enjoying it. So if you dropped off after Season 2, you should go back. Um, yeah, I dropped off mid-Season 2, Jake. Yes, Season 2 uh, is rough. I've been- but yeah. season three is much better. So I've been I've been hearing that from my brothers. Uh, so yeah, I, I restarted season one because I remember thinking season one was like the absolute dopest, and two episodes into season one, I'm like, yeah, it, it is. The Zach, dopest. I'll help you uh, out. So um, watch season one if you want to continue to rewatch it because it is it is very enjoyable. Just watch a YouTube recap of season two. I don't remember I'll- anything and. Season three, I mean, it touches on stuff, but I think a YouTube video will be fine. Okay, so it's not worth suffering through season two? No, honestly, I would just skip it and move on to okay. season three. Um, okay. I've continued watching Devs, which is still great. Uh, the newest episode has probably some of the coolest visuals I've seen on TV ever. Um, there's a scene with cars, and I'm not going to say any more than that, but that scene is really cool. Um, I started Plot Against America, which is a show on HBO if... Charles Lindbergh runs for president, um, basically as a fascist, and it's very interesting. <laughs> um, it's quite timely, um, even though the book is from like 2004. Um, I started a show on Hulu that I've been watching with my family because we needed something to watch when we all wanted to watch something together. It's called Little Fires Everywhere. Have either of you heard of this show? No, no I have not. Okay, it. It is with uh, Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon. Brian, you would hate this show. <laughs> um, really? You you sent a message. We're going to talk about a movie called Her later. And Brian had some issues with some cringeworthy moments. Brian, this entire show is cringe turned to 100. And not, not in like the good way that Succession does it but in a way that the writing is just extremely on the nose. It takes place in late 90s in this idyllic idyllic town where basically this white, rich family 
li- uh, lives in a town, very prominent, and then this uh, single uh, single black mom comes in with her daughter, and it's about it's about their relationship. And then the original book is only about basically it has like touches of class and um it revolves around this adoption of this chinese baby but in the show they throw in they they heavy on race heavy on class heavy on lgbtq issues they try to take on every social issue at once and they don't do it great it's very unsubtle i think this would be the most fun show to do commentary over if we ever want to do that us three i think it would be brian the jokes you can make about the show would be incredible um that i (laughs) (laughs) if i watched it with you jake i'd do it okay we honestly i i want to but we'll see um then the next two (laughs) the next two things i watched the hunt uh zach you were right it's fun um (laughs) It's. I love that it's ninety minutes. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Betty Gilpin's. Yeah, not great. at all. Very fast. Movie. Betty Gilpin's an absolute badass. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, uh, I was. They pull a lot of tricks with uh, the cast that I didn't expect. Um, if you watched it, yeah, you know what I. I mean. <laughs> and then last. I liked night, it though. Yeah, and then last night I watched The Town. Zach, have you seen that movie? Jake, now, if you, I don't know if we talked about it, but if you were going to recall back maybe a couple months, I did a thread of my favorite movies of each year of the decade. Oh, no. Um, oh, I did. Is your favorite uh, movie from 2010 The Town? Oh, you bet your sweet ass it is, Jake. It's uh, a great movie. I, I'm a big fan of The Town. Ben, ben Affleck's The Town. Yeah, if you if you didn't know, Brian, it's Ben Affleck, uh, written and directed. It's like a heist movie. Jeremy Renner is in it. And this oh, was great. during what I am calling the Renaissance when he was real hot. He did Fuck you. <laughs> he did this. He That's did, amazing, Jake. He started. This was during uh, the beginning of Avengers. He was in Hurt Locker. He was nominated for uh, supporting actor for his role in the town. And he, knowing what I know about him now, this role is just perfect for him. He is just angry and mean, <laughs> um, but he's great in it. The movie is if you like heists. And if you just like like action thrillers, I think this movie is fantastic. Um, great movie. And if you That's, like Boston and Ben Affleck, yeah. Oh, it's very so heavy on those two aspects. Very Boston. I watched uh, that Spencer Confidential movie with Mark Wahlberg in the background with my friends while we played Animal Crossing. God, that one. That movie's bad. And two, it is overtly Boston. Yeah, Ben Affleck Zach, movies you, tend to be. Zach, are you telling me? Oh yeah. That your 2010 film was the town and not Pokemon Zorark Master of Illusions. <laughs> it was uh, I'm not, Seems I'm gonna be, like I'm there's gonna a big be, omission there. I'm going to be up front with you. Uh, it didn't even register on my radar. <laughs> Brian, it's not going to fake it. Uh, I think that was the first Pokemon movie I ever saw and said, oh, this is bad. I th- <laughs> like, I think that was the year I gained self-awareness because in reality, I'm sure most of them before that were bad. Uh, and that was like the first year that I became sentient, I think. Uh, when I turned 12. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, speaking of... Um, uh, this is going to be a short bit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> speaking of little fires everywhere, um, I decided this week, I fucking hate myself. I'm going to watch this anime called Fire Force. And guess what, everyone? It's painfully mid. It's not very good. Don't oh, fucking watch it. That's sorry. all I got to say about that. <laughs> I, watched, uh, I watched a couple things this week that I had not had not seen what did you watch uh 
so uh, my friend Corey and I had both not seen uh, Hellboy or Blade, the original Hellboy, not the new David Harbour okay. one. Uh, okay. So uh, watch Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy. Um, I'm a fan of the, the main character, Hellboy, and I like the idea of a demon that got out of hell being raised by humans and being like a cool superhero. I love that concept. Uh, movie felt, like as Brian would put it, uh, felt a bit mid to me. Uh, wasn't really feeling it that much. Uh, it was fine. Nothing really wrong with it, but nothing about it really stood out to me. Um, and then Blade, uh, surprisingly, I was, I don't know why I say surprising. I guess I just didn't anticipate, like, anticipate liking it as much as I did. Uh, that was a really fun movie. And what I'll say about that one is like the plot gets a little like muddled towards the end as you'd expect. But the action in that movie is like, it's like really cool, like martial arts, like vampire fights, and it's. I mean, if that doesn't sound cool to you, then you probably shouldn't watch it. But <clears throat> it sounded cool to me, and it was everything that I could have possibly hoped it would be. Uh, so it's just, it's not like a great movie, but it's definitely one I'd recommend checking out uh, if you if you uh, if you have interest in that sort of thing. I've seen another watch one. Second right? of, yeah, they're well, they're gonna reboot it in the MCU with Mahershala Ali. Uh, Wesley Snipes is, I mean. I know he's got a reputation, uh, but he's pretty Doing. cool. He's pretty cool in this movie. Not going to fake it. I've seen okay. Hellboy, the first and second one, um, but I saw it when I was like 12, so I don't remember much from them. I liked them then, but I don't know how they hold up. I I have heard the second Hellboy described as one of the greatest films of all time. So. <laughs> I, I have heard the second one is definitely better than the first one, so I will watch the second one. Uh, at some point, as I will also watch the second Blade, but I doubt I will watch the Hellboy remake or the third Blade, as I've heard both of those films are painfully trash. Okay. So, is that it for everything non-her? I think we're ready for the big topic. Oh my god, guys, her. Uh, the runtime, two hours, uh, four minutes. Uh, it's in the genre of uh, auteur uh, processing his divorce uh, <laughs> through a self-insert in a movie. It's in that genre. Um, hey, marriage stories in that genre. <laughs> what? Was he, was he going marriage through stories di- in was, that genre. Was he going yeah. through a divorce in this movie? I, 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 I don't know if it was going through or was. I mean, marriage story <laughs> is just... Oh, yeah. It's basically just that director's self-insert, except that, like, he didn't get a bunch of money from his dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the only change made to his life, basically, a marriage story. So it is in the processing my divorce uh, through a movie genre. Um, I thought it was good. I definitely think it's a good film. Uh, not gonna, not gonna be nice in the um, first thirty-five minutes. And I'm not exaggerating here. <laughs> I have never been in more physical pain watching a film in the first thirty-five minutes. Like literally, I have never. Wanted to walk like if I saw this movie in theaters, I literally would have walked out. Like the cringe, like and I'm cringe sensitive, you know. Much like Jedi or feel disturbances in the Force, I, I sense cringe and my body goes into fucking shutdown. And I I had to pause it. I had to take off my headphones when people were delivering lines. Can I have a slice of cheese, please? I think I punched my desk and walked out. I so there were just I. First 35 minutes, absolutely brutal. After that, it, it was good. It was a good movie. What did you guys think? Uh, Are you telling me you didn't like the slice of cheese scene? <laughs> I, I, 
Zach, I am not, like thinking about it is making me tense up. It's like it's like uh, I'm, it's like my fight or flight is going off right now. Like I am not exaggerating. Like my body was sore because I would tense up so much and then release it, and I was sore. You didn't like I, the cat, I'm so used the cat to. Part. Oh, the cat part. Cat part. God tier. Cat, cat part was good for ten seconds. <laughs> it's I like okay. You're going into it and you're like oh this guy this. Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> his character is supposed to be kind of like pathetic and shitty and you're not supposed to like him and then I realized yeah, that like, sounds I familiar think, then I think like then I thought like 20 minutes in I'm like oh the people writing these bits like probably think he's the coolest guy in the world <laughs> um, I, or they had tremendous courage making the first 35 minutes of interaction this dude has just being the most like unwatchable painful thing i've ever seen oh brian you did not see joker oh man listen like no that's him getting owned you know i'm supposed to but like i'm watching this and i'm like oh they think he's cool like the author like the the director is like oh he likes this guy which makes sense because he's a self-insert but like it just it was painful it was i i can't even put it like i had never experienced anything like it i have never seen a more brutal 35 minutes of film ever <laughs> in my fucking life. Now, Brian, ever? Brian, I've, I got to clarify here. Do you, when you what? say painful, do you mean like it's like a bad 35 minutes, or do you mean yes. like it's oh? <laughs> Unless it was their intention, I, I, I think I'm not, I still think it's painful. I still think it's shitty, but I would maybe be a little kinder about the first 35 minutes if it was their intention to make me com- convulse. And suffer as much as possible. <laughs> Zach, do you... But do you, I, I think the first 35 minutes are shitty. I would he, never rewatch this film. Zach, You could you, not pay me. <laughs> Zach, do you want to give your base opinions first? You want me to go? <laughs> you can go. I gotta okay. um, gather my I, thoughts. I disagree with Brian. I liked the entire movie start to finish. Um, I would agree that the first... Uh, half hour had a lot more uh, body tensing moments than the than the next part of the movie. Um, I didn't have extremely. I mean, I knew this movie was supposed to be really good, but I didn't have high expectations. I think. I, I mean, I rated. I gave this star a four four and a half stars out of five on Letterbox. Um, I was a big fan. I think it's Joaquin Phoenix's. It's my favorite performance of his. I find him just hard to watch sometimes and i think it yeah, fit me here's I'm saying. <laughs> i agree but it fit more for me in this movie i felt okay with that um and then i also didn't expect to care about him or about the phone or about any of his friends and i ended up caring almost about everyone which i think is a testament to how well this movie's written um i also i just re- i like the music i like how it's filmed i like one thing that I didn't expect to happen, I thought a core crux of the movie was going to be people thinking he is weird and awkward for falling in love with the OS, but it turns out everyone was mostly fine with it, which I thought was a nice twist because i that's not what I expected the movie to do. Um, overall, I really liked it. I mean, yeah. I'd also give it a 4, 3.5, you know? Yeah. I, I, I like it a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? What a convincing argument you've made thus far. <laughs> Listen, okay, okay, I, I could go back. Okay, you give your, you say your thing, and then I'll go back to what I liked about the movie. All right, uh, just kind of going off what Jake said. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's obviously really well, ra- well acted. As awkward as he is, Joaquin Phoenix is undeniably a really 
talented person. Um, uh, and you just have to think that he had to film the majority of these really emotional scenes without another human being to interact with. Uh, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. Um, I thought that was uh, a really like crucial aspect of it. And I think the kind of what I noticed like early on in the movie is just like the color scheme in this movie, like consistently throughout is uh, it's definitely got a really distinct uh, like cinematography or like style, like, like the way, like the colors you see on screen all the time just kind of grab me the, and the it all colors, just kind of looks good. The colors very much aid what the movie's trying to do. I mean, it's mostly like red, oranges, and yellows, which it, it kind of helps with the, with, it helped me care about the movie because it kind of, it kind of just feels loving and nostalgic for some reason, which I think works towards its advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of Blade Runner 2049, like the relationship between Ryan Gosling's character and Anna de Armas' character, mm-hmm. uh, like that like kind of virtual wife he has. Uh, and there's even like another scene specifically in this one that like reminded me a lot of a specific scene in Blade Runner 2049. Um, but like, uh, yeah, so I guess overall, yeah, big fan. Uh, Scarlett Johansson... Um, I'm trying to think of like the most appropriate way to put this. Uh, you about to call her hot, Zach? Uh, I I think I'm in love with her. I guess uh, like that. I don't know if I could if put it this way. Put it simply, if I had the opportunity to have a little Scarlett Johansson in my ear talking to me all day, <laughs> it would not even it wouldn't even be a question. Her voice uh, acting is incredible in this. Like I I really? I, was, I think it's I'm in, in the way that I wouldn't call her voice distinguishable or special but now after this i will think it's special and i think like she is able to do at least i i think so she portrayed a lot of emotions and still kind of she manages to balance the ai sound and the sound of a human being pretty well which i think is a hard line to balance i you know maybe this is me being harsh i think the ai sound uh the that it, that we're taking into I I think she's balancing sounding like a person and a uh, not great actress. <laughs> I think that's the AI sound. I she just sounds like Black Widow. Like, and I'm not saying that like oh it sounds like Black Widow that's bad, but it made me realize I'm like oh this is just how she acts all the time and maybe she's not that good of an actress <laughs> Be- because she because she carries the same emotion and cadence as a boring AI as she does this black widow. It kind of made me recontextualize everything. I'm like, Oh, she's, I mean, she's probably a better actor than me. Uh, I'm not going to say she's a bad actress, but I'd say on the, on the grand scale of Hollywood, she's probably beat here. I just didn't think her performance was very good in the movie. <laughs> I disagree, but that's okay. That's fine. I can, I can see, I don't know. They just kind of hit me in a weird way. I don't know. I mean, I, I you can lie. I don't think she's terrible in the film Scarlett at all. Scarlett Johansson is B tier. Wow. You could be as long as you're in an MCU movie, you'll be at least A tier in Zack's eyes. Is kind of. I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> but I, I like. I, I just. I, is she good in the MCU? I, See, here's the thing. I would. If anything, hey, she's really good at Jojo Rabbit. If anything, I would argue I haven't her, seen it, so her performance in this is better than her performance in the MCU movies. I think she I'm, got better in the MCU movies as she went along, as her character got developed more. Agreed. Maybe. I think in Endgame, she's. I think Endgame was her best performance in the MCU. 
Maybe I'm just broken. (laughs) 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 I mean, who hurt? Who hurt you, Brian? I don't know. Why didn't you you like this love story? You know, I've only ever seen two Scarlett Johansson movies. Uh, this one and all the MCU movies. Um, <laughs> so I guess I've only seen her play two characters, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, again, she's a fine actress, but it just kind of, the performance wasn't anything special to me. She was fine. She wasn't bad. It wasn't distracting in any way. Um, I, again, back to where I think the movie got good is <laughs> everything after they fuck, everything after they cyber fuck. Um, is good. I think it's a very good movie. Uh, but I, everything before that, <laughs> some of the most painful thing. How can how can we defend? How can any of you defend the little alien boy who says "fuck you, motherfucker"? That was brutal. <laughs> Why was that? Because you know the writers thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit weird. Um, it, it, that yeah. scene wasn't my favorite. It, I, I, abysmal. I, I, I was indifferent towards it. I did not find it bad, nor did I find it laugh out loud funny. Just just killed me. I, again, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sensitive to these kinds of things. I don't mean I'm like more attuned or smarter for sensing them, but it, it just hits me in such a way where I, I, I'm very cringe sensitive. Again, I'm not trying to say that you are lesser yeah. for not being sent over the fucking edge by the slightest offense. But boy, <laughs> what what did you like after after they uh, after the nice minute watching a black screen while they have phone sex? Uh, what well, did you like about everything after that? Like what what things did you enjoy? I mean, I don't think anything was bad after that. I, I again, I think uh, their relationship was very good. I think it was all it was all very good. I mean, their relationship really worked for me. I liked the way the movie looked. I liked all the stuff they talk about. I, I just think it's good. Uh, every time they try to do a joke, it's like every time they try to do a joke or the or they try to have like a jokey moment between them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's good, uh, but it didn't make me convulse uh, or shudder. But so it was, I just, it was I, funny for them, Brian. It was about <laughs> them. They they made each other yeah. laugh. It just didn't seem real. Like when, like when, you know, wow, when you say, way to judge, way to judge him. You don't think his girlfriend was real? Is that what you're saying, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> Are you taking an official stance on whether or not this relationship was like was legitimate, Brian? You got me. You got me. <laughs> uh, you know, really, as someone in a long di- distance relationship, this movie did hit different, I suppose. <laughs> uh, as someone who is, who, as someone who uh, regularly does, uh, I'd say the majority of our relationship is through a phone. Um, so got me there, got, got me right in the feels as the kids say. Um, but I, I genuinely think this movie is very good. First 30 minutes absolutely sent me over the edge. I was surprised by how many people were in this movie. I didn't realize, uh, Chris Pratt was in it. I didn't realize Love Olivia that. Wilde was in it. Didn't realize oh, big fan of that part. was in it. Uh, didn't yep. know Amy Adams was in it. Um, that was nice surprises. When was this filmed? Was this fat Chris Pratt? Uh, uh, this looked like like him getting into shape for Guardians of the Galaxy Chris so, Pratt. Well, this I, came out like I'm what, 2013 what it, and that came out 2014, but he didn't look fat. Yeah, so I'm wondering if it's him getting into shape or him becoming fat again after Guardians because he had to film another season of Parks and Rec. <laughs> no, no, actually, no, he's, he no, he stayed jacked for that season. 
because they made a joke about how he like got fit out of nowhere while he was in did London. Did they? Did he not un? Did he not ungood? No, because no, okay. he had to film Jurassic World, Brian. While, while we're on the topic, right. uh, my brother asked the question: Should we bring back Fat Pratt? No, no, <laughs> no. He's doing great. Bring back he's Fat doing Pratt. Fine. Bring bring back uh, Fat Pratt in like ten years when he's fifty, so he's like a Jack Black, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess right now that's he's he's still getting the leading the leading adventure roles, uh, and he'll he'll settle into the the funny the funny fat dad stage of his career in about a decade or so. <laughs> I did like Is Chris Pratt. Sorry, yeah, I was all I, I was gonna say was I did like seeing him in a role that wasn't uh, the dude from Guardians or like I am I am hero. It was nice seeing him I, in a, a side role. Pretty I much felt like, like he, Andy Dwyer. He felt, he felt like Andy Dwyer to me. Yeah, just a yeah, really he, supportive guy. I felt like guy. he was playing the same character as normal. I felt like he he was playing more of his Parks and Rec guy, which I guess I have nostalgia yeah. for. Uh, I love him. Is Chris Pratt just Jack Black now, though? I mean, Jack Black was never jacked. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't mean jacked, but I remember going to see Onward, and I'm like, ah, oh, the Jack Black film. <laughs> and then it was Chris Pratt, and I'm like, basically the same performance that I was imagining. And then I was, I, if, if Onward came out eight years ago, it would have been Jack Black, you know what I mean? I'm a big Jack Black fan. Uh, neither am I. You said neither am I? Yeah, not a big Jack Black guy myself. He's fine. Oh, I said I am a big Jack Black fan. <laughs> Oh, you are? Yeah, he's good. I don't, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> wow. Have you seen what? Saving Silverman, Brian? What? Have you seen the film Saving Silverman? No, I've seen Kung Fu Panda, Shallow <laughs> Hal, and the uh, 2008 and 2009 Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, now I see the problem. Have you seen no, I've also seen Peter Jackson's King Kong. I have not seen the new Jumanji. Peter Jackson's King Kong. The best rendition of the character. There's that movie where he a band teacher. I like that one. <laughs> School of Rock. That's you know, maybe one. I'm wrong. Maybe Jack Black is great, and I'm just I haven't seen him in a while. His Jack band Tenacious D is very funny. He's a very good yeah, live performer no, as well. That is very. I take it back. Jack Black, pretty great. He he's better than just good. I think he is genuinely. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they basically play the same characters. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 50, 50. No one's ever going to say Jack Black has a lot of depth. No, it's not going to happen. No, I, I don't. I mean, like Chris Pratt and Jack Black, as long as you don't need to see their bodies, they play the same character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I like, get it. I, yeah. And I'm not saying that as a knock. I'm just like, oh, this is interesting. I did not expect Chris Pratt to be the, the new Jack Black. B- before we get too much off of her, can I read some other questions we had? <laughs> Yes, I will. Um, so uh, these are uh, some other questions in written by my brother. He says, where does her rank in your favorite Joaquin Phoenix performances? Uh, my favorite off the top of my head um, is probably Gladiator. Uh, he's like the bad guy emperor in that. Um, that's that'd probably be my favorite. But besides that, I like this more than his Joker one, probably. This is tough for me because I th- the only two I can name is um is uh this movie and uh Joker shoots a TV show host on YouTube. Those are my <laughs> only two Walking Phoenix performances that I can name off the top of my dome, and I think this probably takes number one. You know, he definitely. 
I think he kills it. You know, he's great in this film. Yeah, I I uh, I haven't seen Walk the Line or or The Master or anything like those ones, but like Signs in the Village. Uh, I've seen you never really hear. I've seen you were never really here. I've seen Joker, and I've seen this, and then I think I I think I've watched Walk the Line at some point. Um, I would say. Oh, Jake, I beg you to watch Gladiator. I, I it's on my list. Uh, I would say this is probably my favorite. I think it fits. I mean, he kind of I don't know about again. I haven't seen all his movies, but he he seems to play a similar guy in a lot of his movies, which is kind of awkward. And I think he embodies this role really well. Um, he is really really good though. And you were never really here. He's kind of terrifying in a way. Um, oh yeah. So I I would say this is close to that, but I think I enjoyed him in this a little more than you were never really here. Um, ready okay. for the next question? Yes. Uh, it says, who is most guilty of overacting in her? My brother's opinion, by the way, is Olivia Wilde on the date scene. I'll be honest. Took my headphones off when you started talking about the video game and did not put them back on until they were outside. <laughs> <laughs> so I cannot speak to Olivia Wilde's performance too much. <laughs> Uh, maybe I put them back on before they went outside. Uh, overacting, all felt pretty subdued to me, I guess. She was a little weird, I guess. Oh, wait, no, I, I think it's the, uh, the surrogate girl. Who's the, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, that part was funny. That part, I, I thought it was kind of sad. And I, I mean, mean, it was maybe... sad, but it was in a sad in a funny way because she was oh. like really upset because she thought it was her fault. I don't know. I kind of thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I don't know if that was overacting or if that's how a person would actually react. I couldn't speak to how someone would react I in don't that wanna, situation because it's not real. I don't want to give it to her because she's from Mr. Robot, which I like a lot. Um, and I think it... <laughs> I think it was the direction most likely given to her, but yeah, I'd probably have to give it to her or Amy Adams' boyfriend, um, or I guess husband. He, I don't know, he's pissed me off, and I felt like he, I don't overacting might not be the right word, but. He was too hammy, but I think yeah. that may have just been the writing direction. Yeah. Um, Who else does he play again? He plays a villain in something. I have no Zorro. idea. Mask of Zorro. Okay. There you go. Um, I don't know if that's what you're thinking of, but he is the bad guy in that. Next question. What did you think of the score, which is done by Arcade Fire? Um, he says they should good. do more movies. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was I liked really, it. really good. Did they also write the song? Like that, main, uh, that song that so. she sings? Um, Ooh. It's, it sounded it's, a lot like City of Stars to me, but also City of the Stars came after that, so I can't <laughs> like, hold that against it. I, it's really hard for a movie... To like, um, like, for me to notice consistently throughout the movie, oh, like, oh, I really like this piece. And, oh, like, I really want to download the soundtrack after this. And this movie did that. So props to Arcade Fire. Um, and then the last question, which I don't know if you guys know about this. Bef- in production of this movie, originally, an actress named Samantha Morton was the role of Scarlett Johansson. She recorded all the lines. She was with the director in Joaquin Phoenix. She did the whole entire movie. And in post-production... Um, the director was like, mm, something seems off about her. So they just replaced her with Scarlett Johansson. So his question is, how badly do you think Samantha Morton's self-esteem was hurt when she was replaced in post by Scarlett Johansson? I mean, let me uh, just start off by saying this. Anyone being replaced by Scarlett Johansson should not really feel that like they they did something wrong. Just you're not Scarlett Johansson. 
but it's just the voice. <laughs> but I tell you right now, that voice, that it it did a number on me. I fell in love with her again. Uh, I I would like to say that the guy who plays the shitty boyfriend uh, plays the Reverse Flash. Uh, so there we go. There's that from the Flash TV show. Uh, I would personally be extremely pissed. Uh, if I recorded all those lines, and honestly, give me that cut, because I'm trying. I'm thinking back to my Scarlett Johansson statements, and I'd like to uh, not quite retract them, but I would like to say that maybe it's not her acting that I thought was bad. I think maybe I just found it incredibly distracting that whenever this uh, bodiless, uh, mm. just kind of ethereal being spoke. Something that is explicitly not supposed to have a body and supposed to be weird like that. Uh, when she talked, I just saw Scarlett Johansson talking in my mind's eye. Uh, and that was incredibly distracting and bad, I think, is for a film. That was my Did favorite part of my experience. Well, I, I, well, I feel picture. like it's against the point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the whole uh, No, I get it. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. I connected with her more because I knew I could picture Scarlett Johansson saying these things and it's her voice. If there was like some other random voice, I might not have cared about her as much. Yeah, um, I just it was distracting to me. I guess I, I maybe it wasn't Scarlett Johansson's acting. I don't know. <laughs> I was shocked to find this out. I read some articles up on it, and apparently, like he, the director was very nice about it. it was like, I'm not gonna force this. Like, I need, I want you to say yes and be okay with this. And obviously, she's not gonna tell the director like, no, you have to put me in the movie. Um, she said she was. I think she had to mention like if I, I am proud to be replaced by Scarlett Johansson. Though she's talked about it now after a couple years, and. I think she was she wasn't too excited about it. Um, she, I mean, you can you can look her up. Like she's not a huge actress. Um, I didn't know her from anything. That would suck, um, especially with how popular this movie was. But not popular, but critically acclaimed. Hey, hey guys, can we take yeah. a quick pause so I can say? Yeah. Do you want us to? Do you want us to riff? Do you, do you want us to? Is this something you're going to say on the podcast, or is this like a I can't say it on air thing? Assuming Brian, you're going to cut most of this. I, I we'll see. This is just a little fun. Uh, <laughs> so Fire Force, uh, it's an anime uh, based on a manga, and I think it has a lot of promise in its concepts and characterization. Uh, like whenever it. Whenever they put down like a fire, people turn into fire zombies basically. Yeah. And whenever they kill one, they got they do like a prayer, and there's a whole like ritual. And it's I think all that framing is very good. Uh, just all the characters are pretty uninteresting, and I don't care much about the overall plot in any way. Uh, and it's extre- and it's animated very well. It has very good production value. It just fails to capitalize on pretty much anything. It's like it's a lot of small parts that I think yeah. are great but they're not enough to escalate the show as a whole. Uh, still probably going to watch the rest of it and then read the manga because I fucking hate myself and don't have anything going on. Uh, but it's just painfully mediocre in a way. Three, two, one. Great. Uh, you know, Zach, I just want to say, I said it was annoying, but it's very good that you did this because uh, better to be safe than sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was terrified because so, for a second I was like, okay, I got minimized. Why is this not on my screen anymore? And then I, I had to just make sure that. that well, if it makes you feel no, better, I've been recording a backup. I've been recording a backup of like your voice. So. 
Word. So I could even Perfect. I could even just keep that part in the podcast, really. <laughs> um, <but> I got. <laughs> well, actually, more. it wouldn't matter because you didn't say anything during that part, so I could just do my fire force part. Okay. I was too busy sweating out a storm of just ter- like just nightmare fuel. I got Jake. I got two more questions that I wrote that I want to ask you guys. Um, so my first question is: If you were to have an OS friend slash uh, girlfriend, whose voice would you want it to be? Phenomenal question. Um, wow. Brian, you go first. I got to think about this um, one. I'm going to say either uh, my girlfriend Madison, uh, because I do, f- I do feel like it would be Simp. a stupid move uh, <laughs> to say anything else there. Also, genuinely, don't can't think of a voice, really. And then I guess if that's not an option or if it's too traumatic because Madison died and I have to let go or something, um, I'd probably say myself, and that would be pretty funny. That would be fun to have yourself as a friend. My yeah. answer is Florence Pugh just because that's kind of the celebrity I've been crushing on the last year, and she's British, and that would be fun. That's my answer. That would be fun. Is there a British Siri? Yes, I think mine. Yeah, is that's Australian yeah. I use right British now. Siri. I use British Siri. I use British Siri for sure. Nice. I do. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, probably go with um, Taylor Swift. She has to speak to me only in whispers. She could sing to you. You know, I yeah, oh, man. I actually take that it would back. just be that would just be I, I that would be <laughs> we uh, broke Zach. I can't even put in words. Well, I can't I, even I can't even find words. Well, I'd actually like to take it back because you know Madison. It would be great. Uh, I kind of weird if she if Madison already exists. That'd be very weird. <laughs> but something that wouldn't be weird is getting a very talented musician and then writing music and then putting out bootleg songs. <laughs> Because the voice isn't robotic at all. I mean, it is. This is money making potential right here. I could put out bootleg Taylor Swift songs. You know, I could just write stuff. You know. Okay, and then my last question: Would you yourself date an OS, or would you be someone that judges other people for doing it? I mean, if they're an OS like in her, yeah. I mean, that'd be fine. I don't know (laughs) if I'd do it, uh, but that'd be totally fine if you're. If you're asking Siri right now, do you love me? And she and you make her say yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's kind of weird and sad. Uh, but keep living, I guess. I don't know. Fair answer. I I think I'm um, in the same camp as Brian. Yeah, I don't want to judge people. Um, if if they're like they are in the movie, I I definitely entertain the thought of having one as a friend just to talk to, like while I'm doing stuff. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like we, we we like in movies when they're like artificial intelligence or cyborg, so it's just the lack of a body in this that would be the only difference. I mean, the thing um, about her... Sorry. No, go okay. ahead, the, the, Brian. Were you saying stuff? <laughs> were you still no, saying <laughs> No, no, I okay. was really done. No, I don't uh, care. It's fine. The thing about her is that it's not really a, a movie about AI. It's just a movie about people. Uh, so, as an AI, Ooh. she's basically just a person entirely. Uh so yeah, I mean, if it's a people like that, I totally do it. Uh, but if it's like, oh yeah, she really changed after she upgraded to Windows Eight. It's weird now. Uh, she, that's not a person. That that's a <laughs> that's not your girl. That's Windows Eight. That's not a. It's not even a. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's totally fine to to e fucking OS like in her. Love to hear. No it. issues. Um. And then the last thing I have is I wrote up some trivia about her, and I'm going to have you guys compete against each other. 
You better not be asking me this. what they said during the date scene. No, no, it's it's. This is not. You, these are uh, these are going to be harder than you think. Um, they are they are more her adjacent than directly a fact from the movies. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I yeah, let's do play it. along at home. I yeah. play along at home, listeners. Yeah, write in your scores. <laughs> I have five questions for you. Here we go. Question number one. What music video did Spike Jonze, the director and writer of her, not work on? A. Otis by Kanye West and Jay-Z. B. I Love It by Kanye West and Lil Pump. C. Runaway by Kanye West. D. Flashing Lights by Kanye West. I have an answer. I I would like to say I, we'll let I love Brian it. go first. What was your answer? You said I love it, Brian? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Runaway. Okay. Zach is correct. Runaway, Fuck he me. did not. But he, did, <laughs> he has worked on uh, a lot of music videos and a lot of Kanye West ones. Um, so Zach has, He does a lot of stuff with Jackass. Yes, he does. I was going to make that a question, which one did he not work on, but he's worked on every single one. So, um, fun fact about Spike Jonze. Um, so Zach has one point. Question number two. Most of the city backgrounds were filmed in what country? A, Beijing, B, Los Angeles, C, Kuala Lumpur, which is a city in Malaysia, and D, Shanghai. Uh, What was the first one? A, Beijing, B, Los Angeles, C, Kuala Lumpur, and D, Shanghai. Third one. Uh, I guess just to be different from Brian, I'll go Beijing. You are both wrong. It was Shanghai. Um, so that was going to be my second sh- guess. Most of the Shiza. movie is not Los Angeles like it claims to be. Okay. Um, yeah. I didn't think it was. It looked kind of weird. <laughs> Question number three. What character did director Spike Jonze play? A, the alien from the video game. B, the original AI voice slash text voice in the beginning of the movie. C, the marriage counselor. D, the pizza vendor. Or E, he was doing all of the moaning. It's all him. Zach. I'm going to go Alien Kid. I also go Alien Kid. I looked this up last night because I was so bloodlusted. I said, who the fuck did this? And was, it was him. So. I, was afraid, I was afraid you guys would probably look this up. But yeah, it's right. It's the Alien Kid. Um, question number four. Uh, fuck you, motherfucker. Ooh. No, fuck you. Oh, man. Question number four. What famous director helped Spike Jonze edit the movie? Uh, A, David Fincher, B, Steven Soderbergh, C, Steven Spielberg, D, Noah Baumbach. Zach, you go first. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> I'm going B, Steven Soderbergh. I'm going D, Baumbach. <laughs> Zach's going to take another point. Um, okay. It is Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> uh, he edited the movie down to 90 minutes, and then Spike Jonze edited it back up to two hours. <laughs> It just starts after they fuck. It's so weird. <laughs> he knew. That's that's the Brian Woods cut. Is <laughs> starts at the sex. Um, it sort of it, it goes up to the point where it's like, oh, an LS, cool, and then it just cuts to them having sex. Nothing in between. And then my last okay. question: Scarlett Johansson has vo- voiced an OS AI type thing before. In what piece of art did she do this in? Uh, here are your options. A, Robot Chicken Donkey Punch. B, Gamer. 
C. Lawnmower Man Beyond Cyberspace. D. Hell Comes to Frogtown. Really thought, you know, I feel like uh. Ghost in the Shell, where she played a, a Japanese woman as a robot, would have counted, and I would have nailed it. Uh, but I suppose not. Um, can, can I? Yeah. Lawnmower Man. I'll. Okay, Lawn Which I feel like probably came out before she was born, but let's go. Zach? Uh, Robot Chicken. Zach is right. It's Robot Chicken Donkey Punch. I couldn't come up. I was trying to come up with other really weird sounding things, and those were the best real things I could come up with. So, Zach, you beat Brian. Congrats. Handedly. Handedly. As I I do in all things. Fuck me. That's all I got for you. You know, Zach, Zach, you know what this means now, right? You win. The content cube belongs to you now. You edit. <laughs> you host. <laughs> You've taken the crown. I'm uh, actually going to go public with the content cube. I'm selling stocks. <laughs> how many shares do we each get? How many? I don't, I don't know, know how, how okay. stocks work enough. Let's do a stocks do minute. Bit. Jake, how do stocks work? <laughs> That's a broad question. Like, what is a what does a stock even do for me? I buy a single stock. What does it mean for me? Does it do nothing? Do I need to have like a bunch of stocks to have any power over the company? Does my singular stock only hold value because people want a lot of stocks? What's it mean? It just seems made up to me. Um my my I know little about stocks. What I do know is that you you buy them with the intention, if I'm correct, to sell them at some point when they are worth more, and that is the purpose of them. Um, the purpose at yeah, that just... point for the company is that when you when the company sells them out, all the money that people are spending on the stocks, they then can use to further invest in the company. So, yeah, I I know I know that I just don't know what inherent value it has, and even my economics teacher could not give this to me. Uh, so <laughs> let's just. <laughs> <laughs> because really, why would you buy it? Like, what is the value outside of selling it? It just seems like it just seems like currency too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It I just seems like the sequel to currency. I don't. <laughs> I don't quite know the point of owning a very small amount. Um, outside yeah. of selling it. Okay, moving on. What now? <laughs> um, that's all I got for her stuff. I mean, I I love the movie a lot. Um, I would rewatch it. Unlike Brian. Um, I I I liked it a lot. I was happily surprised. Big fan. I liked it a lot too. I, I was disappointed by the first thirty, but I liked it a bunch. I think it's a very good movie. I third that. I was very happy with it. I agree with Jake. I'd probably put it at like a four out of five on that scale. I, I also put it at a four out of five. I gave it a seven eight. You know what I mean? Seven hard seven, soft eight. You know. I, I, see, I, I I can understand that the first. 30 minute issue is probably a me problem my girlfriend was also miserable during that uh, but we just get along so well it makes sense um <laughs> but truly that's probably a very that's probably not a problem not a lot of people have just the guttural yeah. pain uh i doubt that's a big issue for <laughs> others uh i do i think it's a great movie thank hey hey folks if you voted for her good job i'm sure all the other movies were good too um, what, what speak- I was pretty excited to watch. I honestly, I voted for Pan's Labyrinth, but whatever. Speaking Man, of you other- voted. <laughs> Insider trading. Yeah, I voted. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of other movies, are we going to do this again next week, or now that school? Uh, I, uh, the I, plan? Mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking. TBD. I mean, I think we need to 
things still aren't happening and things won't be happening for a while because everything's delayed and movies don't exist anymore. Uh, so I was thinking we don't need to do a vote every time. Like maybe next week we just watch like two episodes of Tiger Prince. Oh, do the Tiger, uh, Tiger King? King. Oh, no. Like we could maybe do oh, that man. or we could do a vote. Uh, I don't know. I'm good. I mean, a lot of people have already watched Tiger King, and that seems to be of a lot of interest, so yeah. I'm fine if we want to do that. Yeah. So, Zach, what do you think? Oh, man. All right. I'll try to figure that out. I would tell myself I wouldn't do it because I feel like I already saw too many spoilers online. How long, can, how long is the episode? 45-ish minutes. Okay. So two. How many fair? episodes are there? There's, I think there's seven I, total, yeah. We, we can just do two. Yeah, I'm not planning to watch this I mean, whole thing. In a week, so. Okay. Listeners, yeah, we will let fine. you know. But Tiger yeah, Prince TBD. is on the MF menu. Are we ready to recommendations? Yeah, I'll go last because I kind of have a big thing. Or I could go first or middle. What do you guys think? <laughs> go last because that oh, was man. Your first <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> well, I don't know. Now that I think Tyson. about it, maybe I should go first. I don't know. Okay. Jake, you go. Yeah, go first, actually, because I have no idea what, what I want to start okay. I'll give you a lot of time. Um, so I've been rereading this comic I've been reading weekly uh, called Chainsaw Man. Um, and I love it so much. I, you know, I was reading it at first, and I'm like, yo, this is kind of bad. Um, but I've kind of realized it's my deadly premonition. Jake, you know what that is. Zach, you may not. Yeah. Jake, you know, yeah, it's my deadly premonition. There, it, it, Sometimes a chapter just opens with, like, three pages of them saying, you know, is it moral to eat food off the ground? Is that the right thing to do? Uh, it's like an action uh, comic, and it's very gory. Um, and it's just so weird. There's just a lot of weird quirks about it. It's very subtle uh, with its... I don't even know if it's trying to be funny sometimes. There's a part where two dudes get hit by a car and they like hit their heads and it's pretty brutal. Uh, but the scene of them flying through the air, I'm like, I don't know if this is supposed to be funny, but it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> so it just has weird stuff like that where I'm like, I, is, are they in on it? Is he in on it? There's this girl that makes like really gross faces sometimes, but it's like kind of that face where you're like, does the author think it's sexy? And so a lot of weird stuff like that. It's fucking great. He's, Something I will say he's unequivocally good at is uh, portraying stuff that is not supposed to be perceived or like it's like cosmic horror stuff, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like he's very good at that. Like there's a part where three kids. Uh, it's a manga about a uh, like devil hunting kind of, and there's a part where three kids get like sacrificed for something, and a finger like comes out of the frame, like you know how like frames and comics are in like boxes. Yeah. It, like, comes out of the frame, where, like, the outline isn't there, and it's, like, part of the frame. Well, and it, cool. the finger just goes over the faces of the kids. And he does stuff like that a lot. Uh, there's just, like, really good, like, there's a transition with the giant hand, like, coming over a building. And the next page is, like, a hand closed on the ground. It's hard to describe, but he's very good at, like, spatial, like, this can't really be perceived stuff. Mm-hmm. Very good at that. Uh, but it's just so weird. Like, I read it, and I'm like, I don't know why I need to see this guy get vomited, like just this woman's vomiting into his mouth. And this is whole, I almost threw up reading that one. It's, I think the cool, I'm reading it in an app, like of the publisher, mm-hmm. like the publisher's app. And I was reading, it, I was catching up. I'm like, Oh weird. Chapter 58 is gone. Why isn't it there? Uh, and I looked it up and it's not on the app because the cover is like a lesbian orgy. 
And it's like uh, chapter 58 died for that. You know, (laughs) you can't read it. Nice. So it is just, uh, it's just kind of weird and I love it. I think it is a true work of art. Uh, it's, it's rough edges make it better for me in some ways. It's very strange. I highly recommend it if you're into kind of cosmic horror in a way. I don't know. I just. It sounds wild. I, I, I might I might do like a video essay on it because it, it truly fascinates me. I'm like, why do I like this? Like this art isn't, this art's bad sometimes. I don't know what it's trying to tell me. What a chainsaw man. Go check it out, folks. Um, <laughs> Love that shit. My recommendation is a TV show on Netflix called Feel Good. Um, it's similar in vain to, I tweeted about it, it's similar in vain to Catastrophe and Fleabag, where it's a comedy drama, the May, the lead star, I think her name is Mae Martin, um, she's a comedian, she wrote it and stars in it, um, and it's, I think it's it's probably the funniest thing I've watched this year, um, she's great, the other lead is great, she is a comedian, um, she, her character's from Canada, but she's currently in Britain, um, she does stand-up comedy, and she's also a uh, ex-drug addict, and it just follows her and her girlfriend's relationship. Um, it's really funny. It's sad. It's great. Um, watch Feel Good on Netflix. It's only six episodes. Each episode's 25 minutes, so it's real short. Zach. Wowza. Already already around the table, back to me. Huh? I went for a while. Jake, can we agree I went for a while? Yeah, Brian, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I just learned it's to amazing. save stuff from like in the beginning of the episode. I wouldn't have like I didn't mention this because I wanted to save it. Maybe that you need to save stuff. <laughs> I should have I should have saved Blade. Should have saved Blade. Uh, like oh, really? You know my, what? My chainsaw Fuck man. Fuck it. it. Watch it Blade. Been. Zach, can watch I, watch can I recommend Blade. something for you? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. If you were a fan of a, an album by a an, a group called RWC, they have a new Twitter account. Go follow that. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're oh, working. Yeah, they do. <laughs> hey, yeah, bro. We made a Twitter account, and we're gonna we're gonna start posting some stuff on it. Did you not see our tweet today? I think I did. It was uh, due to COVID nineteen. RWC will not be able to jack all you motherfuckers off. Oh, hashtag stay home. Ryan goes. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, I actually got two more recommendations, folks. They're really quick. Uh, B stars. I read it all. I read the whole manga. I, I remember I talked about that uh, last week. I, I watched it and then I read it all. Um, and I just think it is so good. It is fascinating to. Uh, it's a story definitely about race, uh, but it can't be. It, you can't really draw analogies to real life race issues. And I just think that's really interesting. It's like, oh, this is a story about race, but unlike Zootopia or something, it's not about like real life race issues. Yeah. Uh, and I found that very. It's an interesting take on that. And you're like, I don't know which side is right. Is it right to be? Is segregation right in this situation? I don't know. So that's interesting. And uh, my other recommendation is, um, uh, you just go on Twitter. It's uh, from Doctor Butler. Uh, it's uh, Biggie buys an SNES. Uh, one of the best videos I've seen in my years alive. Uh, just a fascinating use of voice clips. Uh, the ending reveal is so good. Go check that out. Biggie buys an SNES. Uh, check that out on Twitter. All right. Wrap it up. Are we done, folks? Yeah, I think we're good. Do they, do they use the Biggie, the Biggie line from Juicy where he says Super Nintendo Sega Genesis? He, yeah, you should watch it. It's very good. It's uh, the only line I can think of that could be applied. Yeah, I, I, we're going to stay in the call. I'm going to hear you. I'm going to hear you watch it. Uh, okay. All can't right, wait. folks. 
have a good week. Tiger Prince, don't know how many episodes, we'll tweet it. Uh, probably only two. School's starting up. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> it's Tiger King. This thing is Tiger King. Fuck me. Guys, I who said would the king be if he's the prince? Who, who did you, I thought you were doing a bit. I haven't said Tiger King once this whole fucking episode. No one corrected me. I thought me. you were doing a bit. I, I was not. Doing a bit and I, didn't, I didn't want to cramp on your style at all. I wasn't doing a bit. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck this whole show. Be nice out there. You must be so embarrassed. Hey guys, uh, Tiger King next week. How many episodes are we watching? <laughs> Two, I think. Netflix, check it out. Uh, be kind. See you next week. Love you, love you, listeners.